Dougie, Yo. what's up, man? What it do? Hey, y'all, this is Smitty from After Shift. I got Dougie on the line. We're recording our first episode tonight. Hopefully, we can get uh, old Ricky Spanish in here soon. We can get some of these questions going. Anyways, Dougie, welcome. What up, Biggie? Uh, we're here on the show, man, so let's get to it. When did you know you wanted to be in law enforcement? Uh, let's see. 1999, when I figured out my soon-to-be wife, girlfriend at the time was pregnant. Very nice, very nice. 1999, I think I was still in middle school, actually going into high school. Could well, be wrong. actually would have been 98, because I started in May of 99. <clears throat> Excuse the voice. Uh, but yeah, it's not something I... I had the Chips motorcycle growing up, but not something I was really uh, head over heels about joining. You know... Thinking about the times that we started back into law enforcement, you were in 99 coming into 2000, the Y2K era. Uh, I started in early 2000s, 2005, and how times have changed drastically. Like, I, I remember when it was everybody was pro police, go out there, cuff the bad guys, take them to jail. Everybody was hoorah, go police. And what, what is it like now? out on the streets these days um it's political <laughs> it's very it's very political uh, not that you couldn't say the wrong, wrong thing you know 20 years ago but uh it's gotten very political and uh it's making it harder for us to do our job oh i i agree i you know it, it it's tough. It's it's tough for the guys being out on the road. You know, some have no moral support and from the administration. But it's not really just the administration. I would say it's also from your shift mates. There's no there's no brotherhood anymore. Is that right? I think there's some form of brotherhood, but it's not. Not that a guy wouldn't buddy fuck you in the past, but. Uh, I don't know that these guys nowadays really have an understanding of it <clears throat> until they actually go through some that test their that test their um, who they are. And, right. You know, I, I remember you said something about Y2K, and I remember 9/11, and uh, that that started changing things. And, and I'll be honest with you, I'm afraid now. That what's going on is going to start changing things too. Yeah, eventually, I, you know, things are going to have to change because it's it's an ever revolving door now for our men and women in blue, and especially for our men and women in mil- in the military. Uh, you know, you talk about 
uh, all the craziness going on in the world today, but then you, the one thing that hasn't escaped us, um, and the one thing that hits everybody hard is officer suicide. That's true. It's very true. I mean, we've had that come on in our own backyard, uh, you know, close to home. And the one thing about this job is it, it is the brotherhood. And, you know, between you and old Ricky Spanish, which is still yet to be seen, uh, you know, you two, I, I connected with really tight. And we've kind of formed a pretty close bond over the years that we've known each other. And, you know, we've always stayed true to each other and always stuck around through the good times and the bad times. You know, and that's one of those things that, um, like I said, it's certain triggers that, that build bonds amongst the troops, so to speak. And uh, none of us, of course, came from the same department. We all came from different departments. Um, initially, all were coppers in the sense of police officers and not deputy sheriffs. And now I'm a deputy sheriff, and that's even more political. A lot of times it's more about who you know than, than what you uh, Right. But... <clears throat> I guess that being said, until you walk in the man's shoes that's that's signing the checks, you can't really speak for why he does certain things. Uh, But that being said, we all, regardless of what color uniform, have a duty to look after each other, uh, check up on each other. Because these times are, are challenging, and some people don't handle things the way everybody else does. Now, what would you say, knowing what you know now, to a 20-year-old or 21-year-old does Knowing what I know now. Well, you know, probably one of the hardest things, two of the hardest things in this job would be your family life. You know, cops like to be married. A lot of times, cops like to be married to other uh, type A personalities, like nurses, for instance. I'm married to a nurse. You have to learn to give a little bit, even with the type A personality. Um, The other thing that that cops trip up on is money. And the reason they trip up on money is because we don't make no damn money. And when you don't make no damn money, and you start out as a kid like I did, you uh, you do stupid shit. And uh, sometimes you have to figure out stuff on your own. You know, I mean, here I am tonight. <clears throat> if I had done something else other than police work that I'm doing now, I'd make more money. I'd probably have somebody working on my car. Instead, tonight, I'm here, and I'm out in the driveway working on a damn car. Tonight. And uh, you can't do things. You, you know, you're going to grow You're going to... At 21 years old, you're still growing up, in my opinion. And so you're going to grow up hard in some respects doing this job unless you've got somebody behind you that's pushing you. Uh, <laughs> you're rich and you're, you're doing it because it's something that turns you on, so to speak. It's not an easy life, man. It's not a bad life. Right. you really got to believe in what you're doing to make it worthwhile. And, and I feel like my career is very worthwhile. Damn, everything that's happened bad, everything that's happened good has been way above it. Oh, absolutely. But then I also feel that all the good that we do uh, 
do in our law enforcement career always seems to never outshine what has has happened in the past. Right. You and I have both been through job losses in this, but, in this thing. We've been through some yeah. tough times. Yeah, we did. And, you know, the one thing that has helped me, and I, I, I will say this, during, during that time, during that dark time, I had nobody. Everybody that I thought was my friend, everybody I thought was my, you know, my brother in blue, and I could call them any moment's notice when I was still there and would do anything for me. When that happened, they disappeared. That's right. Even my even my own kin. But, you know, you go through some dark times, some hard times to really figure out what matters most and what is going to make you happy. And, you know, the, the one thing that sucked by me was my wife that kept pushing me through. Now, granted, she... She did it great. She just pushed me hardcore like I needed to. And I got back out there. And, you know, it helped. But the one thing that has really helped me is letting go of everything that has happened. And cops, all cops, I will speak for every single one of them. All You're damn bridges. right. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are, where you came from, what you did or what you did to get yourself in trouble or to piss another cop off all cops hold grudges i go with that yeah and I, I i think that's finally why i'm here now on our show after shift talking to you about it and hopefully the whole world's gonna hear this hopefully everybody in law enforcement out of law enforcement is gonna hear this we are all human too. We all make mistakes. Nobody is perfect. Nobody's a perfect human being. Even though there are some folks out there that think that they are. Um, we are people too. Yeah. But, you know, we have a duty to serve and protect. Um, however, as we were saying, times have changed. You know, I can remember way back when, when I had old school FTO, uh, FTOs that were tell me, you're going to learn things the hard way and the old school way. And that's all that I and still to this day remember in my training. That's right. <clears throat> and that's a good way. And I, and I would like to think that a lot of people are, are passing that on. I'd like to think that. I, I, I see that some of you, them aren't, and, and some of the trainers that aren't passing it on, it's because they uh, they didn't get that opportunity. They don't understand it. Um, they have to go out and do it themselves to see it, but what you're talking about, I, I'm with it. I'm talking about getting put out of a police car and told to walk back to the Damn police department. Right. Because I took too long getting to a call that was, it was not emergent, but I got myself turned around backwards because I thought I knew where I was going and refused to look <laughs> at a map. So he put me out of the car. 
did you ever get caught sleeping in the car uh, on FTO? I no, I never fell asleep I didn't on FTO. Either. Yeah. However, old old buddy of mine busted me a couple times, and <laughs> he would take the foam hand sanitizer and draw a big old penis on my windshield. Oh man. That was classic, because even though you wash it off with your windshield washer fluid, that stain from the hand sanitizer is still on your windshield or on your, your black it, hood. See, now that's something that didn't get past my department, and uh, you better believe it's going to get past now. Yep. I'm going to use that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do that now, you're going to wind up in an IA. <laughs> Some of us are at the end, and we're not afraid of IA anymore, so... Bring it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just it's just those things. It's just like, come on, man. We're just trying to have fun That's and right. bust each other's nuts. It's all about the camaraderie. You know, if you but uh, I'll tell you, man, my you know, my dad was a law enforcement officer and um and my aunt. So I really am. But if you can just treat people right, train them the very best that you can and pass on a little bit of the good stuff. And I'm sure there's some sour puss listening right now across the country. <clears throat> Who thinks, what good is, is putting a foam penis on somebody's car? It lightens the mood. It helps people to understand not to be so serious. You know, nowadays, you look at the cops, and I hate to even say that. I sound like I'm already retired, and I'm not. Cops look like SWAT teams from 20 years ago now. When they go out, they have the body armor that, that sticks out in front of everything. You know, we're wearing boots, which I love the boots when they came along. But as a whole, when you when you see this, it's, man, it's so much different than the old Rockwell painting with the officer sitting at the bar with the police officer. You know, sitting sitting at the little sandwich shop, and he's in his class A's, and he's cleaned up, and yep. the little kids looking at him. And uh, you know, nowadays it's it's a SWAT officer sitting there, and the, and the kids don't know how to react to that. And uh, what the hell? Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. And, you know, I was raised up as a young pup under an old school chief that it was always class A's. And, you know, I ran into him a few months back, and he was telling me, you know, how good I looked and that he was glad to see me. And I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he was doing well. The one thing he busted me on was my exterior carrier. <laughs> I got everything on the front. He's like, are you in SWAT? And I said, no, this is our class A. And he just shook his head. He's like, that's not how I raise you up. And I said, yes, sir. I said, but you're also retired. And I said, and this is also a different department. So it, it you know, you, you still revert back to old school ways, how you were brought up over the time. I think we have and they don't they don't they don't make chiefs no, like him don't. anymore. You know, one of the one of the chiefs, the beloved chief <clears throat> where I used to work at. And when I retire I don't mind naming departments. But a beloved chief where I worked at, you know, he, he was class A. He was an old school guy. But you know, when we went to him with a problem, and, and here was a problem, one of the first problems I remember. Chief. These damn Clarino shoes. You can fry, you could literally fry an egg on one of those things out in the middle of an intersection directing traffic. 
Yeah. Uh, the old court and, uh, he said, you know, I can't get that in the budget right now, but if you boys want to start getting those boots, we'll see what we can do. Now, I didn't really care for this chief towards the end. He turned into more of a sheriff. That's a different story, different time. But the man had my back, and uh, damn it, he had, he had my back. And I, and I tell you... Um, he understood that you have to change with the times. And I'm with you, Smitty. You know, it's we don't look the same way that we did. <clears throat> and I think that, that goes to our uh, respectability as far as the general public. And that's a hard question to answer. How do, how do we look respectable and yet still be functional? How do we do that? It's just one of those things where you revert back to old school training days. And, you know, thankfully, you know, the chief that we both worked under, he was still that way. And, you know, yet again, probably one of the best chiefs I worked for in my time over my 15, 15 year career. Uh, you know, probably the best guy I worked for because he was straight forward and would tell you like it is and didn't care. But you knew where you stood with him and you knew he had your back. That's all that matters. Hey, brother. I've got a nine-year-old boy here that thinks that he could he could jump into our podcast. you think anybody would, would be curious as to what a nine-year-old kid would have to say? Absolutely. Everybody would be curious to hear what you know, youngster of a of a cop would have to say, or how it's like well, being a cop's kid. Big J, he's nine. Big J, I call him. Big J. Big J. What you want to say, Big J? Well, last year I had to be a chief. Well, son, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he had my back, but. He, he forgot something at the end. You know what that was? No matter how high you go, don't forget where you come don't forget from. where you, you come that. from. You know what that means for you in your time? Don't forget. So let's break it down. You win the lottery one day. Are you? You get a career and you make millions of dollars. Yeah. And you walk past the guy that's sweeping the floor in the big company. Do you treat that guy like it's a turd? You pay him money, of course, and you pay him good salary. $50. $50? For how much work? If he does it for two hours, then I'll pay him $50. But if he does it for all day, I can pay him $50. So what you're saying is you basically, if I heard you right, Mitty, if, you're, if you hear me, he said he's going to pay this guy 25 bucks an hour. I think that's pretty fair to push a broom. Hey, that, that's, that's pretty fair. And, you know, think about this. Now the Big J's brought that up, and it's kind of triggered my mind. And my, my question is this. When I started out in law enforcement, it was $30,200. And I was like, man, that is big money. I want to be a part of that. Holy crap! What was man. your starting salary? You know what? I, that's 
that's a new respect for you, Smitty. I, I was going to bust your nuts, man, but you know, I started at 28.764. That, that's it. But you got to yeah. think. 99, that's six years between 99 and when you started, 2005, right? Damn, yep. man. They really yep. hadn't helped a brother out at all. They kind of took a crap on you, too, didn't they? What do you think about now? Absolutely, that, man. Uh, my plan, and it's one of the higher playing places around, higher paying places around. You're going to make, uh, I don't know, 38, 39? What do you think about that? I mean, over 20 years, I mean, it really hasn't helped the brother out that much. Why do you, why do you think a lot of cops work side hustles or they're, or they paint or they build houses or they, you know, work other jobs? What's your side hustle? I work for another institution. Uh, healthcare facility. Holy mental health. See, somebody listening to this podcast somewhere is starting to think, what in hell do a couple of screw all cops do at a mental health facility? What's up? Okay, well, maybe someday, but I hope not. I hope you make enough money you don't got to do with this crap. Unless it's your life work, then you go for it. Daddy got your back. We work in a mental health facility. We both do. That's the fact. It tells me something about being a police officer. We have some kind of skill here, and, and some of the listeners here feel this. And I've heard this when I first started, and I know you did too. You had to. As a police officer, you're going to be a teacher one day. You're going to be a preacher. <laughs> You're going to be the guy that brings groceries because daddy's gone one day. You're going to be the guy that uh, changes a tire because there's no man to, to help this single mom out change her tire on the side. There's so many jobs. Mental health. We'll, we'll go there. You're going to be the one that talks somebody off a ledge one yep. day or, or talks the gun out of their mouth. Holy crap. At this job and yeah, selfishly, I say, yeah, we should make a lot more money. But I say it for my brothers and sisters, too, because there's a lot of kids watching movies and TV right now thinking, I want to be a cop. And that's fantastic, because somebody's got to do it. I want to be in the Army. But what's it going to take for us to get respect? What's up? I want to be in the Army, or I want to be a police officer. Don't ask me the wrong Whatever you do, you do it the very best you can. Better, I could be an NBA could be an NBA star, but you're white, you're small, and while you're pretty fast, you ain't brother fast. I don't know, Steve. We wear a lot of hats. We we do wear a lot of hats, and we are expected to solve the world's worst problem right then and there. You know, I hope from this podcast, I hope if nothing else, I hope that people will see that we're real. Um, we love our brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter about what year they started. It doesn't matter about their last name, male, female, black, white. Don't give a rat's ass, man. Nobody cares. 
But you know the funny thing is, and I, I I'll kind of leave it at that. We'll wrap it on, move on to a quick subject before we wrap up. Um, one of the guys we work with at our side hustle remembers me, and he he was just like astonished that I was there working as a side hustle, but also wanted to know where I was at because he said that everybody either knew when I was working and hated it because they knew that me and my partner were proactive as crap and we would always be out, you know, talking to people, making it a point to talk to people to find out why they were out. You're an outgoing uh, son of a bitch, man. I'll give you that. <laughs> he, uh, he, he happened to mention to me, this has been months ago, uh, how things have changed since a lot of the old faces have either retired or moved on, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it, it, it kind of left a good impression on me, like I actually did something pretty pretty decent and left a good impact where I was. But, you know, this, this is the first of hopefully many podcasts hopefully we'll get ricky on here next time because well he didn't come he probably passed out from drinking too much tequila probably you know i think a lot of people have mic shyness and uh <clears throat> i'm gonna be honest with you i'm sitting here and i'm thinking of a uh, a guy that was running through the damn mud and somebody out there listening knows this they know the feeling. He was ran through the mud as a school resource officer. He went to do one of the most honorable of all jobs. Now, I know I didn't work as a school resource officer. I was trained, but I didn't ever go to the school. Uh, but I'm thinking of a guy right now. I'm also thinking of another guy. About 25, 26 years of service, worked in the jail, worked the road never believed in himself to move up. The guy should be a captain right now. He doesn't believe in himself. And I'm also thinking of a guy, guys at my department right now, I'm also thinking of a guy that was a chief of police at one time. And he wouldn't bow down these pukes that wanted him to be politically correct. Exactly what we started this show about to start with. That was our one of our first subjects, but he would not back down. He's moved all the way back up to captain, from, from deputy to captain in our current department. We're going to have some of these folks on, and they're going to have the freedom to be able to talk as long as being spitty here. Uh, oh, absolutely. I think in. it's a good idea. I, I would love to see locals, state, federal. I'd love to see them. We won't do anything to harm anybody's uh, current work situation or reputation, but nope. Every everything will kept strictly confidential. No names will be mentioned. No huh. bad talking. Not anybody. not real names. We, we're uh, not doing that. We're not trying to get you know, sued. We're not trying to get um, paid off money because. Yeah, you're right, BJ. That's called being political. That's right. We're not trying to be political. I'm not even going to say one of my classmates. No, I don't say your classmates' name. No. What? We're just being fair and honest and, you know, hoping people will see what it's like after shift. 
for your typical run of the day every yeah. you know run of the day cop where they come from where they go how they deal with stress you know what it's we'll have spouses Amen, on brother. Too, I, you know that. I, I want to surprise some of these I can't say what I want to say but I want to surprise some of these guys and catch them in the middle of their daily routine you know here I am with Big J yeah. We've got pizza in the house that Mama brought home. Take out pizza. Yeah, I ate some. Yeah, you ate some. And uh, and Big Sis in there, I don't know what she's doing, but she's been doing homework. Doing homework. How many kids you got, Smitty? He's Jesus, man, you know they make condoms. Yeah, they do. But, you know, kids kids are the mighty blessings that keep me sane most Amen. days. Thank you. But guys, we are going to wrap this up. Welcome to the first episode of After Shift. This is flown off the cuff. There are no scripted questions. There are no scripted answers. Like Doug was saying, man, we're going to have all kinds of folks on the show. We're going to have law enforcement sponsors. Hopefully, come on the show and talk about what it's like working with departments and stuff like that. We're going to have everybody worldwide, I'm hoping, to come on the show, speak up what it's like to work with cops, what it's like day in, day out, knowing that you're part of a public safety position, wherever you may be. Um, so stick around. And like I said, stay tuned because we'll be back for uh, some more episodes. Hopefully we'll have our, our third wheel on here soon. But this is Smitty with After Shift. What it do? You got Dougie. I'll call you. Keep in touch. Later.